Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Well, today we are joined by Lori Hardy and Kayla of Lutheran Community Services Northwest. Lori is a foster family recruiter and Kayla, now an adult, is a member of a foster family herself. Welcome, Lori and Kayla. Thanks for being here this morning. Thanks for having us, Gary. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to have you. Uh, This is something we, I don't know, continues to need to be talked about. People Mm -hmm. don't really think about uh, foster care or uh, adoption until it really hits them close, you know, in, in their own, I'll say family, not even neighborhood. You know, people might know, oh, I think that kid's adopted down the street or they're in foster family over there. But mm-hmm. uh, people don't think about the real needs and the challenges that we have in this state. Um, I guess before we get to some of those challenges, identify uh, Lutheran Community Services a little better. It's a nonprofit, right? Yes. Like, like, go ahead, Lori. Give us a little more of the once-over, I guess. Nonprofit, and we're in three states, Oregon, uh, uh, let's see, what's that, Montana, and um, Spokane in this side of the mountains. And we uh, have several. We have an elderly program, housing we have uh, the Refugees Northwest, which is helping with uh, unaccompanied youth that are coming in. And then we have Family Builders, which is our Foster Adopt or Foster program. And um, I'll say this too before I forget, online presence. Um, if people forget and want to write this down, just like uh, the initials, right? Lutheran Community Services Northwest, lcsnw.org, right? Right. Yeah. Or you okay. can go to Family Builders all one word, NW for oh. Northwest.org. It's our new website, so it's, it's, uh, we're just um, getting used to all of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. And especially the good old Google works when people say, oh, yeah. what exactly we're talking about? I can't remember. Yeah, you know, Gary, that's a good point, though, because we are trying to get our uh, Google ratings up so people will find us. And when they put in adoption, and guess what the most uh, websites that come up is animal adoption. Really? Yeah, isn't that interesting? And so we're really trying to work on that, too, because that will raise awareness as well. But um, it it really is interesting that... Well, let's talk about the need, then, of of human adoption over animal Mm -hmm. adoption and the foster care system there, I don't know, in Washington State or the Northwest, is it... I don't know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of children? Just under 10,000. Just under 10,000 in Washington State alone. Wow. No Mm -hmm. kidding. See, this is something I bet people haven't stopped to to count, you know, or or think about. And uh, the state and counties and private foster, uh, you know, let's cut that down, uh, how that works and and that's a know, really the organizations good, because yeah. people sometimes without thinking about it because they don't have to. Right. Or they think they don't have mm-hmm. to. So, well, somebody takes care of that. The government takes care of that. But they yeah. don't really enough. That's why there's thousands and thousands waiting. Exactly. And I'll let, Kayla, I'll have you uh, jump on this. But first of all, uh, if you go through the state, usually if you're looking up foster care or foster adoption, you're going to get the state website and it'll ask you to fill out paperwork and go to core training. And that's all very good. But if you go through an agency, you are going to get an extra level of care because the agency social workers have smaller caseloads. That's the whole purpose. And they're there to support the parents so they can go to court with the parents or the child. And so it's an extra level because sometimes this is just too hard for people to navigate, especially if they're working full time. Uh, The state, we work with the state. The state will pay for babysitting and daycare, things like that. But then with an agency, they just help you. And Kayla, just tell about what happened when your mom got on with Lutheran, what, what changed. 
Well, when I first came into foster care, I was through the state, and we were my brother and I were bounced from home to home. We saw several foster parents over a six-month period, and we were always back and forth. But when we entered Lutheran Community Services, we stayed in a permanent home, regardless of where we were going to end up with our birth parents or with my now mother, who adopted us through Lutheran Community Services. Yeah, and so she had her brother with her, and then they stayed in one place. And that's the problem when you, the reason I love having Kayla here is because she had a good experience. And so often you hear bad experiences about fostering, about foster, you know, that all foster kids are bad or whatever, which aren't true, but they're just things that have, you know, stirred up and, and been passed around. And so Lutheran Community Services was the one who went to, uh, got, they got this law into place where kids would go to one home stay there, they would try to reunite with the family. If they couldn't, then that family would adopt them, thus no bouncing around, giving them a little more stability. And stability seems to be the key when we talk about really the needs of a child. I mean, that's the sort of overall arching um, premise of this whole thing. Got to take care of kids, especially when were you uh, in foster care, age four-ish or five or something? Yeah, we first went into foster care when I was four. My brother was a year, and then we entered Lutheran Community Services when I was four and a half, and Dustin was 18 months. Yeah, so as you're talking one-year-olds and four-year-olds, people say, yeah, we got to take care of children. Right. But then as a state, I mean, we all know how uh, inefficient uh, a government agency can work in bureaucracy, and the bouncing back and forth sounds, sounds horrible. And so the stability of a private adoption agency, especially what you're talking about, the family builders, part of Lutheran Community Services, sounds ideal a way to, to narrow that down. I absolutely agree. I think consistency and stability are some of the most important things you can give a child. Well, and after Kayla and her brother were adopted, remember somebody else came along? Oh, yeah, my other younger brother. <laughs> I have... Three younger brothers. I was lucky to yeah. be blessed with three younger brothers. And my second younger brother was also a part of Lutheran Community Services. And we were able to uh, stay connected because of that. Our social workers linked and uh, through Lutheran Community Services. And we actually grew up together as you know a big family because he was adopted into another family. So I've known him and we're close today. So yeah. well, that, That's awesome, actually. It was... Um Gosh, I have so many things. I'm <laughs> things going in my head at, at one time. Um, did you want to say something else onto that, Lori? Well, just the but whole the- thing of trying to keep families together and keep them from moving. And one of the problems is, or let me say, the advantage of an agency is because they get more support. Foster families are more likely to stay in the program longer, and that that way that it can end up in adoption if that's the way it goes. Because the worst thing is, you know, if a, if a foster parent doesn't feel supported and it's a bad experience, they're going to drop off. So now, not only do we need one more foster family, we need two because we still need another one. Yeah. And all the foster families are filled right now, so kids are staying in hotels right here, King and Snohomish County, every night in hotels. Now, wait, describe that a little bit. Say that again. That doesn't sound right. No, the kids are staying in hotels. They uh, go, they ride around with the social workers during the day while they're trying to find a place for them. And at night they're staying, they will rent uh, like a whole suite. The social worker will stay and the kids will, they'll put several in a bedroom. But they're staying in hotels because there's such a lack of foster homes. Boy, so the need is really great then, and that's mm-hmm. that's incredible to hear that kind of a statistic yeah. about uh, 
the need for foster care. I mean, and, and there's a variety, I guess, uh, reasons why people do end up in foster care, right, from all ages, right? Yeah. How, what are the age range, I mean? We just that, got new statistics that zero to five is the biggest number of kids coming into care right now. And it's because the opioid crisis. Really? Yes, because um, they're, they're finding kids, the parents nod off and the kids wander off. If they're two, they can walk and they're they're wandering. And so, so parents who are having this opioid addiction problem that mm-hmm. are uh, not good enough parents, <laughs> they're not good enough adults that they can't take care of themselves with this problem, addiction, and then they happen to have kids and they can't take care of these kids. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, that, you know, the whole addiction thing is a whole nother problem because it is it is an addiction and a disease. and But with the crisis where it had, has been so easy to get, we're getting so many more kids into care. But the thing that I think is really um, amazing is when uh, Kayla's mom was talking with us, she said, you know, they weren't really happy to be there. They wanted to be with their mom. So they were traumatized in that way. But her, her foster mom never took that personal. She never felt like, oh, they don't like me. She just knew they wanted to be with their mom. All kids want to be with their mom. And so I think if foster parents are willing to understand that, and they get lots of training, uh, lots and lots of training uh, to be able to support these kids, that that makes a big difference. If you go in all, you know, starry-eyed thinking, oh, and they're going to love me because I Uh rescued them, it's not going to be like that. Absolutely not. Do you recall uh, the reason why you ended up in foster care at that time, or did you learn that later? And what can you recall those first reactions? Like she's sort of thinking, Mm -hmm. uh, "Gee, I'm in a new loving family," or or did you? You must have been. (laughs) It must have been quite a a, adjustment before you settled in. Uh, This is what the stability part seems to be. I believe it took me a few years to realize really what was going on in my birth family to understand that it was not a safe place for me to live. Um, you know, there was there was alcohol and drug abuse in my family um, and along with, you know, physical abuse as well. And so we were pulled from the home. I believe a neighbor actually called um, the police and that's how we were originally taken. Um, I don't recall that 100%, but I remember hearing about it. And then, you know, in my adult years, I've also read all of my files. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know more. So I don't think I remember totally Um why we were taken, I do remember being confused and upset and feeling very unsettled when we were moved. And I didn't understand why we couldn't be with our, you know, birth family. So. Because as a child, whatever your life is, it's normal to you, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it should be. So and tell uh, the story about how when you ended up with, with, your, with Mary Lou. Well, I, rem- <laughs> I remember the first day I met my mom, actually. Um, I was at the Lutheran Community Services, and then I believe it was in Linwood or Edmonds, and uh, that branch, and uh, we were playing in this little room. They had like a little slide and one of those tiny little merry-go-rounds you'd sit on and spin uh-huh. yourself, and you know we were playing in there, and my mom came, um, and I saw her talking with the social worker through you know a big window, and, and then she came in, and she brought you know my brother and I some toys, and... Uh, took us home that night for dinner and I remember we had fish sticks and peas for dinner <laughs> and and I had my own room and that that to me was the coolest part at that point because I'd never had my own room before I'd oh. always shared a room with my brother or my mom or somebody like that but um yeah I was able to unpack my sack and bring it into my very own room. Two things that come up with that. One is unpack your sack is these kids are asked to leave in a heartbeat. They give them a garbage bag 
carry a garbage bag if they have to, to put a, all their belongings like in. If, yeah, if there's a police presence and say, okay, we're yeah. taking this Grab your favorite kids, things and let's go. And that's it. They and, can pack yeah. what they need in a garbage sack. And what does and, that tell the kid? Put your, you know, it, yeah. it, as far as self-worth, that's just awful. But the second thing was, is I love your story about your brother calling what he called Mary Lou. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when that was probably... I don't know, maybe a year into us living with her. We were um, in foster care for two and a half years, two years living with my mom before we were adopted. And about a year in, I think it was, my brother um, being, you know, two years old, started calling my mom, mom. And I was so mad. (laughs) She is not your mother. And of course now, you know, we all laugh about it and everything, but... It was a it was a hard one when he started calling her mom at that oh, age. Hard for you. It was hard for me. For him, as a young, you know, things him are being much, younger, he adjusted a little quicker. He did yeah. adjust much. So these social workers uh, at a private uh, agency like Lutheran, um, they can take more time. They can be more intimate with the children and the adoptive or foster family. Right? Is that what you're telling me? And yeah. And Absolutely. S- we, and, and so, I'll, who are these? I mean, who are those social workers? I mean, who? What's their background and training? Are uh, most of them are MSWs. They all have their uh, master's master degree. Work. And the the thing is, is that um, when a when a child goes into care, usually the social worker, the state social worker, can't find doesn't know anything about them because they just got them. And so, when you go through an agency, you've already told the agency the ages everything that that you're willing to take on and so they will sort through and find a family that matches with the uh with the child where with the state they're like we just got to get this kid in a home so there's not that buffer of you know just to find out a little bit about their past so that they can sort of help them settle in better and understand where the child's coming from well now keep talking now about um family builders part of uh lutheran community services and I don't know what it takes to be a foster parent. Can anybody do this? What I mean, That's what a good kind of question. training, what kind of support system is there behind yeah. me? If I say, ah, I've put my toe in this water, you know, I'm not sure I can do this. How do you, that must be the first real big hurdle. I'm not sure I can do this. You must hear from people. Yeah, or I could never do that because it would hurt my heart if they went back home because okay. the, the yeah. objective so great is. questions people must yeah. have about this. What kind of yeah. support and training and enthusiasm does mm-hmm. uh, Lutheran commu- and family builders give them? So they all go through the same uh, core training. Some agencies teach it, the state teaches it, but it's all the same curriculum. And when um, with when you go through an agency, they'll bring you in. They'll do some agencies will do a family night where you can go and ask questions or an orientation. Uh, with family builders, we bring you in one on one because there's hard questions you have to ask, right? that make you feel like a bad person. Like if you ask, you know, like I can't take a handicapped kid that makes people feel bad. But the truth is children with special needs or behavioral needs, there, there are homes that are extra trained for them. So the general populations of kid kids coming in that have been taken from their home, that's a trauma. Uh, But it, the, the, the regular, I guess I should say foster parents, they have all that training, and the and they have to do training e- each year and keep up. And the social worker, they can call them in the middle of the night. We still have we have a, a, a foster dad who's he's adopted uh, two kids now, and they're older, but he calls us every year. I mean, he's raising two girls, and he's like, 
Oh, my goodness. Um, I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> but the truth is, to be a foster parent, you have to be over 21. You have to make enough money to support yourself. And, gosh, you've got to have a home study, make sure that you have enough room in your house and that they pro- it, it, although it feels invasive a home study is really more about the safety of the child uh, if you're getting a baby are all the plug-ins blocked those kind of things and then you start the you go through the core training and once you're licensed and you've had your home study then you're open to take a child That's fantastic we are talking this morning with Kayla and Lori Hardy of Lutheran Community Services Northwest, a nonprofit organization, a private adoption agency, and foster care resource for the Northwest. All of uh, Washington, what'd you say, Idaho and Montana or so Oregon? Lu- I've yeah. already missed it. Yeah, Lutheran Community Services is <laughs> in all those areas and has different services. We service King and Snohomish County for foster. Yeah, and, and, foster and the adopt. Family Builders is the program you associated Correct. with as recruiting foster parents. Exactly. Yeah. And again, people can learn more online. Uh, Family Builders NW.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, Family Builders NW.org. Um, now, sort of talked about that current uh, father. What kind of resources uh, are there? And maybe, Kayla, you can jump in as you aged into after you were adopted. Uh, did your mom still contact uh, Lutheran Community Services and say, hey, uh, I need this kind of support or I need that kind of support? What, what is our ongoing, I guess, is the question. Well, there was support for my mom and my brother and I growing up. Um, once a month through Lutheran Community Services, we would um, all get together, you know, other foster kids and uh, other foster parents um, or adoptive even after we were adopted. We went for years and years. Every month there was a support group, and uh, the parents would kind of hang out in a room. And as a kid, I didn't know what they talked about, but they, (laughs) you know, they were just supporting each other through the different struggles. Because I have been to one. um, So like a peer group that knows what you're going through. Here's Mm -hmm. what I do. Here's and there was a social worker there too to kind of help, you know, help them with anything that you know they may need help with. And as for the kids, we all got to meet, and there were other kids that were just like us. We'd watch movies and play with toys and just kind of hang out, and it was a good environment. And I've actually made lifelong friends through this program. I still, one of my close friends, I met her through this monthly meetup um, through Lutheran Community Services. So, You know, that makes me think now that you are an adult, and <laughs> um, as kids are still in foster and maybe don't get adopted, they can age out of the system. This has got to be a real challenge, too, for the state and for kids. What, what is the age? Is, is it 18 or is it 20 now? Or so 20? there's a new law. So they age out at 18. But if there is a home that will keep them, they then the foster child can sign back on until they're 21, maybe to finish school or go to college. Yeah, because I'm thinking if you're a foster kid and, you, and you're, then you're just, okay, especially right? at a state, like, okay, 18th birthday, Bye-bye. 18th and day one, no support? Is it really, can it, can it, it really be that dramatic and cut is, off? It oh is, my it's tragic. And there's, I did not bring the statistics, but they're less likely to go to college, more likely to become unemployed, more likely to end up homeless because they don't have enough family to identify with. One article I read, this woman, she has now started an organization back east, but when she turned 18, she aged out. The foster mom drove her to college, and that was it. Well, she Googled everything. And so then she ended up, um, she got pregnant, and she didn't know, are my friends supposed to have a shower for me, or how do we do She Googled everything. She said Google became my mentor. Oh, my. 
And so if, if somebody wants a shorter commitment with an older child, that's a really great way to help them get through high school and maybe get into college. It's four years versus taking a toddler. Like if you're older, you know, maybe you're empty nester and you're you're thinking, well, I could take an older kid, help and them no through high school. And no terrible twos. Right? No diaper changing. No, no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I did have some of those statistics. I mean, yeah, more likely to become pregnant, uh, mm-hmm. less likely to graduate from high school. Mm-hmm more likely to be unemployed just by age of 21, I think yeah. half of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so aging out, that's a real... So does Lutheran Community Services, I don't know, do any like advocating for law changes at the state level and things? I don't know if that's part of their purview or not. Probably not in family builders, but maybe is there a yeah, wing of it? That, that? Well, uh, what I can say from, um, because I'm the recruiter, so I'm not sure, uh, and I'm new at this, but I do know that they have changed laws in the past, and I know they're very aware, and uh, actually Children's Administration is changing a lot of things right now, um, and that should be going, actually, in July 1st, they're changing their name um, from... Oh, I I should have brought it with me. Anyway, some big changes are being made, and we're all trying to support And all of us recruiters from all the different agencies, we meet because rather than me saying, I need you for my agency, let's all get out there. Let's all find. If everybody tells 10 people that there is a foster care crisis and they tell 10 people, pretty soon we're going to find those 10 families, whether they're in our area or in another agency's area, because if we get someone not in our area, we call our friends over at the other agency and say, hey, you know, here's this family because we all want to work together because it's important. And these kids, they need to belong. They have every right to belong. And I'm a foster grandma, so I'm very passionate about this. And my my daughter and her husband just adopted three foster kids. And they're amazing and wonderful and darling. And they're not troubled. I I mean, there's times when they're like, I hate you. Well, every kid says, I hate you. You know, <laughs> welcome to twelve-year-olds. Right, I exactly, say. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you know. So I kind of want to talk about that then—the benefits of being a foster family um, and the potential. I mean, maybe you can speak to it from from seeing it as you grew up and and then as you became an adult, and then you must have a great relationship with your mother <laughs> that you can then look back on your whole life and say, "Wow, so." <laughs> Where did it come from? Where did it go? This is great now, right? I don't know what that question is. It's not very well said. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, growing up obviously was, you know, emotionally very challenging for me um, and my brother. You know, it was kind of, you know, like Lori was saying, it, it's hard to find a feel like you belong when you're constantly being moved around. So I think it took a long time to actually feel like I belonged in a family. Um, but you know, I had the constant support of my mother and she's my greatest friend now, <laughs> you know, you know, she'll always be my mother, but she'll also always be my greatest friend. And, you know, having that support, I think, made the world of the difference, you know, for my brother and I. Um, and her perspective on this, I guess he can't really speak mm-hmm. for her 100 percent, but you know her well enough if they call you your best friend. Um, her perspective on on being a foster parent and then an adoptive mother. Well, you know, something she always says when we, we talk about this, um, it always makes me tear up a little bit, but she always says that she thought it was very important and very cutting edge that Lutheran Community Services offered this, but it should be the responsibility of the adult and not the responsibility of the child um, to know what's going to happen next and whether or not you're going to take in that child and adopt them or they'll go home 
it still should not lay on the child, whether or not they're going to be moved from home to home or go, you know, back to their birth parents. You know, it should always be the responsibility of an adult. And that always hits home mm-hmm. for me because I had never really heard her say that until I became an adult. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Mary, every time it makes me choke up just a little bit when <laughs> she says Mary it. Mary Lou is a single, single parent. Single parents can be foster parents. And what I love about that, and and there are times when a child will come in your home, you fall in love with them, and then the parent gets into compliance, goes to rehab, they get their life back together. And I've been on that side, too. I've coached women, uh, homeless women, that have gotten their kids back and got their life together and gotten jobs, and they're doing great. And that is good. It's good for the kid. But what Mary Lou says is, I'll take the heartache I'll take the kid, give him a safe place, and I'll take the heartache. Because if she doesn't, then the kid's going to keep bouncing around because everyone's like, I can't get my heart broken. And isn't that when, isn't that how our life changes when we get our heart broken, Gary? <laughs> isn't that what makes us better people? Yeah. You're, I, you're right. Look, a little philosophy this morning from Lori Hardy. Uh, we are going to run out of time, ladies, before mm-hmm. too long. So if we've left out an aspect or two of either Family Builders or Lutheran Community Services Northwest or just uh, adoption or foster care in general, uh, what do you like people to remember when you've had a chat with them about uh, foster care and adoption? We also have a Facebook page, Family Builders uh, LCS, LCSNW. Uh, But Kayla, this is something we talked afterwards is foster kids don't like to talk about being foster kids or being adopted because there is a stigma with that. Mm -hmm. And that's something I would like to see change, but I know it's difficult. But having you share your story and so honestly... I mean, look how honest she was, you know, it wasn't easy and wonderful and starry eyed. It was tough. But now look at them. And I think that, you know, her being willing, thank you for being willing to say that, because if I was a person thinking about foster care and I heard your story, I'd probably I might think, hey, I could do that. Look at her. She's a cool kid. Uh-huh. You know, I think it makes all the difference in the world. I know it's you know, I have lots of adopted friends and they don't like to talk about it very much. But I think. You know, it's really important to talk about the positive experiences and because you really only ever hear the negative, but mm-hmm. there's so many more positive experiences than there is negative experiences. And I think if you just put the word out there, hopefully that'll change, you know, and make a difference for mm-hmm. all the other kids in need now. Yeah. And you know what I'm hearing, too, is not only is your life a positive experience, but your mother's is, too. She sounds like if she were here, she would all say, I wouldn't have changed a thing in the world. Of course, I want to be an adoptive mother. It's exactly yeah. what she would say. I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so if the people are thinking uh, it's too challenging or I'm worried, it sounds like the life uh, blessings you're going to get are, mm. are worth uh, having a kid. Yeah. I mean, they always are. And really, you, if you think about it, you have your own child. You can't guarantee that they're it's not the going to be sick. Or, right. And my my daughter, they had a bio daughter and then they just saw the need. So they decided to become foster parents. And I'll tell you, my daughter, my granddaughter loves being a big sister. I keep getting pictures of her with the little ones just looking up at her like, oh, she's our sister. And um, I just think it's a wonderful thing to do. And it's not for everybody. But if it's something heavy on your heart or you've thought about, 
come and, and talk to a social worker. We will never convince you to be a social worker beca- or to be a foster parent because you won't last. But if you come, you ask hard questions and, and we answer them, then you can make your decision. But we never, nobody ever tries to force anyone. So if you make a phone call, no one's going to be like, okay, now you have to do this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's still up to you. Yeah, that's great. Oh, thank you guys so much. We are out of time. We have been talking today with Lori Hardy and Kayla from the Family Builders at Lutheran Community Services Northwest. Thank you guys so much uh, for coming in today and sharing with us about Family Builders. And a bigger thanks on behalf of the children and the parents uh, that do all the foster caring around our state. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you thank for having you. us. Thanks. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.